and welcome to the Nerdy Girl Society podcast, episode one. If you're wondering what Nerdy Girl Society is, you can check us out online at nerdygirlsociety.org and find out all about what we're up to. We are a nonprofit focused on empowering women to embrace their nerdiness, and we do this through a variety of really awesome, cool, fun events, <laughs> such as book clubs, graphic novel book clubs, coffee chats, dinners out, and again, you can check us out on nerdygirlsociety.org. We're going to go ahead and introduce ourselves. My name is Carolyn No, and I'm president of Nerdy Girl Society. I am nerdy about Firefly, books, reading, history, and a whole variety of other things. I'm going to let our other uh, <laughs> speakers yes, introduce um, themselves. I am Fox. I am the vice president of the Nerdy Girl Society. By day, an illustrator and designer. By night, um, cosplayer, gamer, playing a lot of League of Legends right now, into a lot of sci-fi, anime, etc., etc. Uh, I'm Sarah. I'm a queer feminist. I am nerdy about self-defense and self-assertion. I like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Firefly, which I think Carolyn mentioned also, um, Warehouse 13, and a lot of uh, nerdy fantasy novels. And today, our extremely fun and important uh, first topic is actually going to be about something um, that I believe has been really on a lot of people's minds lately and a lot of articles and um, news stories going on, but that would be harassment. And we're not just talking about uh, harassment against women necessarily, but harassment against all sorts of people, be it because of race, because of gender orientation, um, identification, class, anything like that. Everyone can experience harassment, um, which definition of being the unwanted attention or actions of someone against you or someone else around you. Yeah, and I want to jump in and say also that a lot of that is often really identity-based, as mm -hmm. Fox was saying, that um, it can be because of someone's perceived identity or the way that they do identify, and a lot of times that harassment can feel very personal um, because mm -hmm. it is uh, targeted at someone's identity. Yeah, and I think um, everyone, I'm going to assume, most everyone has um, recently seen the um, whole 10 hours walking around New York City where lady walks around for 10 hours and there's a lot of catcalling and street talking and stuff like that. You know, and that's one form that we've, I would wager to say a lot of the ladies out there have experienced, some of the men probably as well. And so that's, that's kind of one of the areas that I think are kind of important to figure out, speaking of catcalls. You can hear a little kitten right now. <laughs> that's unwanted, Max, you need to leave. Cats against catcalling. <laughs> I watched afterwards, there was kind of a review, um, I forget which news station put it on, but it was a lady news anchor, and she had two guests. One was this woman who, um, you know, she's comedian, and she kind of makes uh, comedy about stuff like this. But then the other one was this guy who I think is like a pickup artist or something. Like, it, yeah. it was, you know, something that you knew was going to be a really interesting <laughs> debate, debacle, perhaps. Um but essentially, it was really interesting to see. Because he, the gentleman was defending it. He was pretty much being like, oh, well, you know, um, if these gentlemen had been attractive, it wouldn't be a problem. If, <laughs> you know, I, I see a cringe happening. <laughs> I think what, what a lot of men don't realize, because when you watch that video, a lot of those guys are saying things to her like, smile, or mm -hmm. hey, how are you? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or things that seem kind of innocuous. But I think what a lot of men don't realize is like the sheer volume of how often that happens. And that at the same time, they're not thinking that men don't do that to other men. Like, it's a specific kind mm -hmm. of attention that's reserved for women. 
Which I think really is very telling. I think it comes down to the fact that it puts this feeling out there that, you know, a guy telling a woman to smile feels like she is not there existing for herself to get from point A to point B. She's there to smile and make the guy feel good about her smiling, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think uh, as nerdy women and nerdy Mm -hmm. feminists, uh, something that really affects us are going to comic cons Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. walking around, especially if you're a cosplayer. It's true. (laughs) And I think Fox can talk a little bit about that because she does some really awesome cosplay. I don't know if you've encountered any issues. Thankfully, I have personally not. I actually have not had too many terrible things happen in terms of that. But that being said, I know people that have experienced some unwanted attention there. And you see articles about it all the time. Um, a friend of mine actually is working on an indie comic that he had somebody there representing the comic who dressed as a character from that comic and um, somebody came up and, you know, was telling her off and all this stuff. And I have a theory on this. <laughs> and this is kind of a unique theory to um, cosplayers, but I think it also fits along the same ideas of women existing for the entertainment of men. Just as one example, not saying harassment doesn't happen on other venues. But people see somebody in a costume of someone that they recognize or a character they love, and they see that character. And and they have a relationship with that character. Mm-hmm. You know, like they've been, been watching that character for 20 years or something. They're like, oh, you're this character, you know, but they don't see that this is actually a human being <laughs> dressed as a character, which I, I think makes it difficult for some people to maintain social graces and not be completely and wildly inappropriate. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's definitely an element of dehumanization Mm -hmm. that's happening when sexual harassment is going on and other Mm -hmm. sorts of sexualized and gendered violence is that whoever is the target is just like seen as a commodity or an object Mm -hmm. and no longer as a human that has feelings. Mm -hmm. And many of the characters that the women are playing when they are in cosplay are dehumanized as characters in the media that they are in mm-hmm. or represented in. So people could be picking up on, you know, the Grand Theft Auto experience, essentially, <laughs> you know, let's shoot the prostitutes. Mm-hmm. And clearly that boundary is between, you know, video games and reality. You know, you don't bring that in, but some people don't recognize those boundaries. Well, and that highlights, too, the the real lack of roles for women in a lot of that kind of media is that women are often relegated to prostitutes or, you know, really supporting roles or sex objects, girlfriends, and that mm-hmm. encourages that kind of mindset. Definitely. And one thing I have loved seeing about this, though, kind of being involved in gaming and stuff, is just that it has been growing. Like, the gamedom is a pretty new sphere of uh, society. And I think a lot of people are starting to look more critically at it and, you know, be like, hey, hey, so um, what's this lack of uh, female protagonists going on here? You know, or even just, you know, with the Grand Theft Auto stuff being like, hey, so that seems a little sexist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot more push. Um, oh, no, I'm blinking right now. Um, It's girls who program, girls who, girls game. who code. Girls who code, yeah. yes, thank you. <laughs> I'm a terrible feminist right now. (laughs) But the girls who go, you know, just a lot of people really actively trying to bring women into it and trying to, like, open that up. And I think that's a really promising sign. Like, especially considering gaming has seriously been going on since, what, the 80s? A little bit over 30 years now. But, I mean, if you look at how, in the scope of history, quickly, women's rights and even, you know, race rights have grown in the past 50 years, Mm -hmm. it definitely has come a long way. And, And so I... I think there's a lot of hope on the horizon, but I think it's stuff like this and even having this conversation that really needs to happen and and people need to hear. So beyond the 10 hours, what are some other things that you've seen in the media recently that 
have brought out some of those issues of harassment? Well, I think that one of the ones, the big ones in the news recently, which, you know, one of one of the things also from that video I'd mentioned earlier with the, the pickup artist guy, one of the things he had said was, oh, well, you know, I mean, if you don't like it, just, just say something. Just tell the person to stop or, you know, say that you don't like it. Which is, in some situations, judge your own situations, but in some situations could be the appropriate thing to do. But bringing that to, you know, this stuff in the news lately, um... There was in Germany a situation where a young woman intervened and um, she was attacked later by the person who had been harassing the woman and she ended up, you know, having to be taken off life support, you know, at 23 on her 23rd birthday. I believe this happened in Germany. It caused a lot of outrage there, you know, but that's that's a tragedy that shouldn't have happened, you know, and there's countless situations. There was a guy um, in Oregon or Washington, I can't remember at this moment, but, you know, his girlfriend was being harassed on the street when he was walking with her, and I believe they're with another friend, and um, a little bit later, a guy comes up and attacks him, you know, it, it's dangerous out there. Yeah, and I, I want to go back to what you were saying, too, about um, the pickup artist saying, you know, if you don't like being harassed then just say something when somebody's harassing you like mm -hmm. it's so easy to do that and I think a lot of times what gets forgotten is that women are not trained to be assertive they're not encouraged to be assertive mm -hmm. girls are not mm -hmm. encouraged to be loud we're not encouraged to say what we don't like mm -hmm. or to say to people to stop something when we don't like it um, so it can be very very difficult to do that especially in a situation where you're on the street it's someone you don't know and there's so much cultural fear of being assaulted or sexually assaulted on the street, whether that's actually based in reality or not. In fact, most rapes are committed by someone you know, but mm -hmm. there is so much fear in a situation where you're already feeling afraid. It can be so hard to break through all of that training to actually say, hey, cut it out. One of the other things, I guess, is that, you know, a lot of people will be like, well, you know, can I just not compliment anybody anywhere? I'm just a nice guy, you know, which context my friends there is a time and a place where a compliment is a totally cool thing to have happen there is also a time and place where that is not appropriate i was reading um on a forum this girl who was in an elevator with a family in the sky and she could tell the guy was looking at her and then the family got off and they were in like a parking structure and then she gets to the top floor and she gets off and the guy gets off follows her for a little bit and then apparently what he had to say was along the lines of Hey, I really like your fashion style. Good job, you know. So, which, in a different context, would have been a totally cool thing yeah, for her to hear. Like you know, that's not a that's not a, a like in a different context that right. would have been an appropriate kind of compliment. It's not like right, but following invasive. her into an empty, yeah. you know, like <laughs> definitely, you know, which kind of brings me to the idea that like people who don't understand why women don't like it do not understand that what it's like to walk around and to th know that there are a lot of people who could overpower you. Most average size guys are going to be able to overpower me pretty easily. Well, and know? also women aren't, for the most part, taught how to defend themselves against mm -hmm. that kind mm -hmm. of attack, too. And there's so much cultural stuff about, like, don't hit guys in the crotch, you know, that's, like, mm -hmm. bad sporting move. But the but eyes. The eyes are the place to get <laughs> Eyes. Eyes are good. Hitting people, you know, hitting guys in the balls, you know, that's a good move. If you're in a if you're in a dangerous situation, you got to take care of yourself. If you're in a dangerous situation, you tase them there. <laughs> Well, <laughs> is dangerous situation. We're not encouraging violence otherwise. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes. And, you know, you have to choose for yourself, too. Like, mm -hmm. um, if you're in that situation, like, doing nothing is also a totally valid choice and not something that any woman should ever feel guilty about later if they decide to ignore it or mm -hmm. they decide that it's safer for them not to fight back then that's also a totally valid choice mm -hmm. one also depending on the scenario that's not always safe to confront somebody if it's a situation where you're 
walking and somebody's pestering you. I mean, it might be the safest thing to get near other people and just kind of try and get out of the situation of being isolated with said individual. That is true. There, there was, however, another uh, study, I think it was done by the Department of Justice, that showed that women who fight back when they're being sexually assaulted or raped are not more likely to get hurt more. Mm-hmm. I guess there's this common idea that if you fight back that you're going to get hurt worse, and that the, I think it was the Department of Justice found that that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. And I think that also applies to the internet, which is another mm-hmm. place where women are facing really terrible harassment right now. Fox was talking a little bit earlier before our podcast about a woman who'd been harassed online, and she found out that these were actually <laughs> just little boys right. who were harassing her and bothering her. So her action was to start contacting their mothers, who were, of course, just shocked and appalled and ashamed <laughs> that this would be happening. But there are, are more situations where it's even scarier. For example, Anita Sarkeesian, who mm-hmm. is a really popular feminist podcaster video personality mm-hmm. on YouTube, has faced numerous physical threats to herself, her family, mm-hmm. her home. Uh, her personal information has been stolen. Anything she's had out on the internet has been compromised by people who don't agree with her perspective. Well, you know, the thing that's shocking me about that, you can feel however you want about her. You can love her, you can hate her, you can have any feeling toward her you would like. What you cannot do is threaten her, say anything against her safety, like put her information out there, because that's not right. Nobody should be doing that, you know, no matter how much you disagree with somebody. Well, and it's the same thing with street harassment, with online harassment. Mm -hmm. Women are facing all of these issues, no matter what forum venue they're in, which is the terrifying thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I mean, I think we're getting to a point to where, so it's scary, it's a scary world out there, a lot of (laughs) crazy things going on, you know, but there are some things that you can do to maybe feel a little bit more secure, maybe feel a little bit more comfortable as you go out and kind of deal with some different things. I believe Sarah has. Yeah, um, I have some tips. So, you know, if you're in a situation where you're being the target of harassment, as we were saying before, like, you need to, you know, make whatever choices you feel is going to keep you safest. Definitely, as we're giving these tips, we don't want anybody to feel like if they don't follow them, then they've done it all wrong. That's definitely not the idea here. (laughs) So, you know, one definite option is ignoring the harassment. And I think that's one that a lot of women choose. Just Mm -hmm. keep walking pretend it's not happening and I think sometimes that can feel really hard it sucks can yeah. I say sucks yeah you can totally <laughs> say sucks man this is online you can say whatever you want okay so it totally sucks um but if you know if that's what you feel like is keeping you safest or most emotionally stable then that go for it you know get out of that situation mm-hmm. go for that you can also always say stop harassing me Um, And that gives the person a heads up, hey, this behavior is not cool. Mm -hmm. Um, You can also say, don't harass women. Nobody likes that. You know, you can also engage other bystanders who might be around and look at specific people and ask them for help or ask them if they agree with this behavior. Sometimes also you may be, if you're in a city that has a lot of public transportation, Mm -hmm. sometimes that harassment can escalate into unwanted touching. I've also seen uh, videos of women who have reacted in ways somebody's grabbed them or something, they grab that hand and they're like, who does this hand belong to? (laughs) And that's, you know, that may be a kind of strategy where there's like a lot of other people nearby, like Mm -hmm. you're on a crowded train and it's some public Mm -hmm. shaming going on. Mm -hmm. But again, you know, like choosing the strategy that feels more safe to you at the time. Mm -hmm. So there are some things you can do as a bystander too. If you see something happening and you're not sure if it's wanted or unwanted, um, you can engage the person who you think might be the target of harassment and you can also 
also engage the person who might be the harasser. And that doesn't have to look like you coming in and Mm -hmm. starting a fight or, you know, telling somebody, stop that, stop harassing that person. (laughs) (laughs) That can feel really intimidating and scary. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Most people don't want to be in fistfights. So you can go up to the person who you think is in trouble and ask them if they're okay. You could go up and pretend that you know them and say, oh my gosh, I've been looking all over for you. We have to go. We have to meet whoever. And that Mm -hmm. sort of gives them an out. You can ask either person what time it is, and that gives some distraction to the situation. The person who's being harassed can then maybe take it as an opportunity to leave. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I've heard about that, too. In situations, if you're being attacked, the idea of throwing something completely random out there, mm-hmm. like, shifts yeah. the, the script, you know, that the person has going on. Yeah, there was a video, um, I think last year, of a guy who broke up a fight on a train, I think in New York, by basically just, oh, like, yeah, standing up, and he ate a bunch of chips in the middle of the fight. He <laughs> like, squeezed through, yeah. just, like, really slowly. Yeah. Like, he didn't even realize what was going on, just, like, eating his chips, and, like, then the fight sort of ended. And then other bystanders sort of got involved and was and were like hey cut that out so it's just like a really great example um and also like sometimes compliments to the person who's doing the harassing if it feels not too escalated going up and be like hey man i really like your shirt you know i see that you have a mizzou shirt on just changing the subject Mm -hmm. not that all harassers come from mizzou oh no (laughs) yeah you know all of those kinds of things um can be pretty good and again you know choosing not to engage is also totally valid option Mm-hmm. And you might find also that different circumstances call for different types of things. Definitely. You know, somebody passing you on the street saying, hi, why aren't you smiling or whatever. If it's just a really brief thing, honestly, that might not be an opportunity to actually yeah. like, engage. One of the other things I wanted to mention, too, is we've talked a lot about being harassed by people you don't know on the street or in public or at cons. But sometimes it can also, as we know, happen in work situations mm-hmm. or in other situations where it's somebody we know and we see frequently. And we mm-hmm. don't necessarily mm-hmm. want to have a really serious conversation and be like, I feel like you're harassing me. Mm-hmm. Because that can be awkward. Yeah. Um, so, you know, sometimes setting a boundary but being a little friendly and a little jokey about it but still being clear that it's not cool. Like, somebody says something to you and you're like, I know you didn't just say that to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pretend that didn't just come out of your mouth or we're going to have to go down to HR. Mm-hmm. One last thing, too. If you're ever in a professional setting, it is always acceptable to speak to somebody who is in charge. Oh, sure. <laughs> right. Especially if you feel uncomfortable. I've read a lot of things about women who go to work. They cannot stand to go in there because they feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. You know? If that's happening, speak to someone about it. You know, don't take that on by yourself. There's no reason to. And somebody else might be encountering the same Mm-hmm. situation by the same person, the same harasser. Mm-hmm. So by you speaking up, you're also helping other people, which I think sometimes will help you have the confidence to mm-hmm. speak up mm-hmm. and talk to someone in charge about the problem. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, though, it is also possible, like, some of those work situations can be pretty toxic. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So there may be women in situations where HR is not very supportive or there's not an HR department, mm-hmm. which sucks yeah Yeah. (laughs) definitely you know in that situation you might be able to use something you know like I was talking about just sort of a jokey like I know those words didn't just come right out of your mouth (laughs) right yeah yeah All right, after that rousing discussion of harassment, uh, hopefully you got some really great tips and heard about some really interesting situations and kind of feel a little more confident when something like that might happen to you. I want to remind everyone that Nerdy Girl Society is always a safe space for women, so please check us out on nerdygirlsociety.org. And we really want to thank you for listening in today. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you.
<laughs> <laughs> start over. <laughs> oh no, just start from the last thing I can. Okay. 